Are you Gary? This podcast is for you. Welcome to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. Uh, We have Nicole Ashley on the show today. It's a special treat for you. This is our Valentine's Day special here at the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. And she is an amazing photographer hailing from Canada at Edmonton, Canada. Am I pronouncing that correctly? (laughs) Edmonton, Edmonton, Canada. Um, Way north of where we are. And uh, she is taking time out of her busy schedule to sit down and talk with us about something that, let's be honest, Steve and I know nothing about. Uh, She specializes in, um, I would say, some of the most beautiful work I've seen in the area of intimate portraiture, or as many refer to it as boudoir photography. Um, I prefer if you could stick to boudoir, Dustin, because intimate sounds super gross. (laughs) It does sound kind of pervy. I don't know why. (laughs) Does it? See, I guess when I looked at your Instagram of your couples, I guess when I think of couples portraits in the boudoir style, I think of that almost as like intimate portraits of them. Yeah. I, I think there's no really good word for it. I feel like boudoir sounds too like bougie and like i hate saying that <laughs> word too <laughs> but i also feel like intimate sounds like either try hard or perverted so i don't like saying that either so i like just <laughs> posting the work and then if people want to hire they're like hey i want portraits like this i'm like okay <laughs> sounds, sounds good but to uh, clarify boudoir sounds bougie but yeah. bougie just rolls off the tongue super fine right right imagine that it was just called word. bougie portraits <laughs> dot com i think you just started a new hashtag right <laughs> um i would have to know how to spell that first though uh so a little bit about nicole she is an incredible photographer not only in her boudoir, but she also specializes in wedding photography and especially uh, destination weddings. And uh, she was actually a little, you know, accolade here, 2017's World's Best Wedding Photographer Award. Whoa. Uh, So yeah, it's a, yeah, high honor there. So it's a special treat to have her on the show today to drop some wisdom bombs on all of you guys out there. Um, So let's just jump right into it um oh also later on in the show um she's going to be sharing with us um about her first ever incredible two-day workshop she's hosting uh later this year so i'm excited to hear more about that so if you want to take awesome photos even close to the caliber she's doing it would be a great opportunity for you i feel like i want to do this podcast every day like what i (laughs) just like (laughs) glowing reviews like i feel like i'm on cloud nine (laughs) that's that's always our goal here at the (laughs) wedding photo hangover podcast is to get drunk and to make you feel good about yourself excellent (laughs) as as i sip out of my daughter's uh, sippy sippy cup here because (laughs) my wife took all of our cups to uh work with her today nice uh you know what i don't hate it and it sounds like a duck when I drink it. It's going to be fun to edit out. Yeah, absolutely. I will try to drink sparingly. So yeah, let's jump right into it. Want to jump straight into it? Okay. Uh, this is a huge question about wedding photography. I hope you're just ready to get blasted on this one. 
So you say you're obsessed with Nutella. Yeah. I was kind of wondering, um, what is your favorite way to consume Nutella? The grossest way, like straight up spoon in the jar in my mouth. Like not even like I'll have it on things, obviously, but the best way to eat it is in your kitchen being gross out of the jar. Straight up. Yeah. Do you say that's the grossest way, but I hear best way. Yeah. (laughs) The internet's about to learn how gross I really am. (laughs) So is, and forgive my ignorance because I'm American. um, Is peanut butter a big thing where you live? It is. Yeah. Like I think, I think they're pretty on par like it, but Okay. In Canada, I wouldn't say Nutella's on the level that like Europe loves it. Yeah, because when I went to Italy, like I'd ask for peanut butter with my toast, they would bring me Nutella. Yeah. And then I'd be like, no, 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 peanut butter. And they're like, what, what is p- peanut butter? <laughs> yeah, no, Europe has it figured out. Like <laughs> we are backwards for wanting peanut butter versus <laughs> Yeah. He doesn't want a little chocolatey delight all the time. <laughs> Uh, those of us who want a little peanutty delight all the time. Don't get me wrong. Peanut butter has its place. But if I had to choose, I'll always choose Nutella over peanut butter. Sometimes I come home and I literally just have jars of Nutella or like presents from clients of like little Nutella packets in my mailbox. That sounds awesome. How do I train my clients to do that? Yeah. Like <laughs> you just got to like put it out there like, yo, I'm gross. I like these things. and <laughs> They will come your way show up to their engagement session with like a Nutella t-shirt on. I do. I almost wore it today, but I have a Nutella sweater, but it's from a friend (laughs) and it says slut Tella. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't want to be super unprofessional and wear that, There you go. but it's in the like ugly Nutella colors. And little do we know that you're actually sponsored by Nutella. I wish. Oh my gosh. Nutella, hit me up. (laughs) Hit me up. (laughs) I will rep you all day long. All right, Steve, uh, what else you got? Hard-hitting questions here. Yeah, that was deep. Um, Let's keep going. (laughs) Also, just internet stalking you. You said every single morning you wake up and the first thing on your mind, coffee. What kind of coffee do you like to drink? Well, currently coffee and Bailey's, but... Nice. I'm about to do like Perfect. a food cleanse where I have to go without coffee or wine for eight weeks. Ooh. So I'm just going out with a bang. I'm having like three coffees a day, endless wine <laughs> until that cleanse just to like really oh. soak it up. I'm not familiar with this thing. Cleanse. What, I know. What is that? <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, long story short, since switching over to being a vegetarian, uh, I'm trying to like sort out some, levels and all those things so i'm doing like a cleanse to like reset everything to do it but yeah (laughs) it's been a journey but when i do have coffee it's uh i like to make um like mcdonald's coffee is actually one of my favorite ones which again another trade secret dirty thing (laughs) like mcdonald's coffee (laughs) and i always make um that uh it's like an almond milk foam i have like a little Mm. foamer that I use. So that's what I do. <laughs> See, I find there's too much variance in McDonald's coffee. Are we talking like from the store? Or are you buying it like at a grocery store and making it? At no, home? like the little like pods of it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh, yeah. 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 K-cups. yeah. 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 Oh, so that's much more consistent then. Yeah. But when I do travel, I always pick up coffee when I'm away. So 
I try to like try out different coffees all the time. But if I'm just home for a bit, McDonald's coffee is my go-to. <laughs> yeah, it's, awesome. it's like when you're going through customs and they're like, did you bring any food or seeds or anything back from any country? You're like, you know, like smuggling coffee beans. Yeah, in your, I'm like, like half of my luggage is coffee. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm not reselling mm. it. <laughs> Interesting. Like a drug smuggler. I know, but I'm hoping by going off this cleanse that I can go from having like two plus coffees a day to like maybe one here and there, hopefully. I don't know. Are you concerned about your coffee consumption? I'm not, but a nutritionist is. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just <laughs> heeding their advice. <laughs> That's like me saying, I'm not concerned about going to the gym, but my doctor is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I go because they're like, this could be a problem. I'm like, okay, I'll sort it out. Do, do you want to live past 40? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever go through that phase where, well, let's start with, when, when did you like start shooting? Like, t give me a little um, background dirt on the history of Nicole Ashley. Well, pretty, it's pretty intense. No, it's not. I, uh, so I used to be a high school teacher, funny enough. Okay. So I went to university and I did a little stint in that. And although I liked it, the, um, the market wasn't really great for getting full-time jobs then. And at that time I was already shooting for fun while I was in university, like just photographing friends. And, you know, when you first start out, you're like photographing, like, <sighs> blades of grass and you're like oh my god i'm so artsy and like <laughs> like <laughs> shadows and shit so <laughs> i was photographing like everything and uh, uh because of social media i was putting uh these faux photographer images online and all it took was a couple friends being like hey like i know you're just doing it for fun but could you photograph this or could you photograph this so it started off really organically for me because I was never an intention to make it a career. Um, I always thought it was going to be teaching. And then um, it turned into something from friends and people online slowly requesting things. And then obviously when it became really often, I took it more seriously and invested in better equipment and learning about it. Give me uh, a sense so I can start to put a timeline in my mind. When when would you say you went from blade of grass <laughs> to that first, like, hey, can you shoot this for me? To, to be honest, it happened very quickly for me. Um, blade of grass to photographing a human that I was actually, like, a little vomity nervous about maybe a couple months but like 2001, 2000. Oh no. I first was blade of grass was like end of 2012. Okay. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, blade of grass, 2012 and then humans a little bit more in 2012. And then, uh, I actually got roped into sports photography and I was shooting, um, sporting events and then it, that led into music events. So it was kind of like festivals and stuff like that. Um, sure. which was like fun and interesting. And it really, um, opened my eyes to different, it really set the stage for wedding photography because there's so much to document, um, at both of those. Um, mm -hmm. but that whole transition from blade of grass to second shooting weddings was maybe like not even, I would say maybe just over a year. Like it wasn't 
long. Okay. Yeah. Sounds sounds kind of like about when Steve and I started, kind of that 2010, 2011. Yeah, something was in the water then. <laughs> A bunch of us started then. <laughs> Lack of jobs were in the water. Yep. Yeah. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And then so fast forward, you got the the bug of shooting mm-hmm. and you I'm assuming went through that same progression of most where a friend or a friend of a friend was like, Hey, your stuff's pretty good and I don't have a ton of money. Can you shoot my wedding? And you were like, Yeah, I'd love to do that for no money. Yeah, that's I did that too. <laughs> like, I'm not doing anything every Saturday that's exactly for the rest how of my I want to spend a Saturday. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I I was, I knew it was a big deal to get into weddings because it's not something you can redo. So with portrait work, I was a little bit more, um, naive about putting myself out there being like, yeah, let me shoot this. Cause I always thought I'm like, if I really fuck this up, I can like offer it again to them. But weddings, I was, I was very careful about making sure that I second shot with a couple reputable photographers first before um, putting myself out there. And before I could even get to that point of putting myself out there, a friend of mine was having a really intimate wedding in Emerald Lake, which is like a beautiful area in Canada, mm-hmm. um, at this little lodge in the mountains. And are there any areas in Canada that aren't beautiful? Yeah. Like Saskatchewan. <laughs> Sorry. I, I have uh, so, family there, so I can say it. So, so one area and the rest is just beautiful. No, anything like in the middle of Canada, like, like Indiana. Like, I think it's always like the middle areas. It's like you have to fight hard to make it look really great. But then the coasts are always obviously really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're, uh, but yeah, but in that particular area, that was much more West Coast. So really gorgeous area of Canada. But yeah, I was super nervous. Um, I asked my husband to be a backup and like second shoot it with me. And he's one of those annoying people that he's just like good at everything. So in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, okay, I've taken a year to like hone in these skills. I'm, and I've been second shooting. I like showed him in an afternoon, like what to do. And he was like, yeah, I got it figured out. I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but he, he was uh, supposed to second shoot it for me. And then they asked him to play music instead. So then I lost my second shooter the day of the wedding. And he was He's like, uh, take pictures or play music. Play music sounds way yeah, more Yeah, so fun. he played music while they like walked down the aisle and for their stuff. And I think we, we joked about it after. He's like, I've never seen you like scared shitless more than just look at me while I was playing music and watching you shoot this wedding. Because you're panicking when you're like on your own and you're like new. But it all worked out. It was good. But um, after that, where it was my, my first, like I was in full control of the day and um, how it went. And it was a positive experience. I was totally hooked. It's, it's a drug. It is a drug. Definitely. Transitioning from there, um, now you have like a full team built out that you work with. Jana and Steph, I believe, or the makeup artists that you work with and hair and makeup. And then um, you have an associate photographer you work with as well. How long did it take to kind of find your team and your people? So I started working with Jana and Stephanie. They have a company called Behind the Blush. And I started working with them very early on. So we have been working together for five years, I want to say. 
and even that transition was really organic because a lot of people ask me how to go about finding hair and makeup that you always work with that it's consistent. Um, because a huge pro to that is that you know they're going to do good work, you know they're going to treat your clients really good, and you can trust them. I became friends with Stephanie because her husband and my husband were musicians that played together. So, and she did hair makeup for fun on the side, kind of the same thing how my photography started. And she was friends with Jana, who I hadn't met yet, and Jana was working at Mac. We kind of organically, we were doing stuff for fun together. Um, and then when we realized there was a demand for not only photography, but for clients wanting the hair and makeup as well, we formed kind of a team that way. Like they're very much their own business and they do a lot of work on their own as well. But most people hire us as a whole altogether. Mm-hmm. And then for Janine, I was very overwhelmed about three years ago. I was shooting 30 plus weddings a year doing all the retouching on my own. I was shooting roughly 100 to 150 portrait and boudoir clients throughout that. And then a lot of the weddings were travel. Like if there was a time to try cocaine, it was then, but I didn't. (laughs) But I think that's where the coffee thing got really bad. And I... You're like coffee or cocaine. Yeah, like I thought about just like sprinkling like a dab on the top, like on the foam, but I don't know. I think your nutritionist would agree you made the right choice though. (laughs) Yeah, that's also why I'm dealing with the nutritionist now, all the coffee. But yeah, she probably wouldn't have been on board with that idea. But yeah, it. Uh, I think it's one of those things, and a lot of photographers do the same. They they go into it, they're new, and they just want all the work possible. Then they start getting, they start learning and honing in on these skills and getting really good, and the work starts to come, and they say yes to everything, and then they burn out and they crash. So I was getting on the cusp of crashing, um, and finally one day I was like, I can't work fourteen hours a day anymore. It's nuts. And I was working seven days a week. So I put out like a post to social media and I was like, I'm thinking, like, I think I'm looking for an assistant. And it was supposed to be just an assistant to help with emails. Mm -hmm. And I had taught, um, like sometimes I guess speak at different colleges or photo schools, just kind of be like, shoot for the stars. You can do it. (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) Don't do cocaine. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do cocaine. (laughs) Um, and I had taught at this one school and, Janine was there and she's like, Hey, I filled out your assistant thing. And like, I also knew you were talking here and we kind of connected in person there. And even there, I still like went through a process of having interviews and like really making sure I was really, really nervous. I don't know if you guys have assistants, but I was super nervous to take someone on, especially when it's art. I think you're so close to it and you're so obsessive and weird about like keeping it close to you Mm -hmm. that it's like, it's hard to give up or let someone into that world. So after time and like working with Janine, I realized like how much I needed her and it was slow at first, but now she's been working with me for, yeah, like almost three years of second shooting a lot of my weddings and even helping out with retouching. And if I'm not available, she's always my first person that I recommend out because she's so talented. I could not not have that like full team that I have now. So this isn't something I planned on us talking about, but uh, being that both Steve and I are kind of entering the arena of associate photographers and stuff like that. um, So when you say like when you're not available, are you booking her for weddings through like the Nicole Ashley brand or is are you letting her take those on her own accord 
or like how how do you have that sort of worked out? I had to be very careful with the way I went around about this because I don't want to stifle her own photography business sure. by always just working for me. So we have ground rules for how we go about everything, but uh, essentially I contract her out. So it's like contracting. Mm-hmm. But when she, if if she gets a referral from me, she quotes it as she wants to quote it with the client and can share those photos and do whatever with those photos. Okay. So the goal is always obviously for her to help me with my business, but also for me to nurture hers. Mm -hmm. When she's posting photos from those weddings, she's not writing Nicole Ashley photography. Right. If she's second shooting and posting photos from that, then she'll say like, while second shooting for Nicole Ashley photography. And it's always important if you're considering taking on an assistant, um, how you want to go about it or an associate, which is obviously way more involved to make sure that you're both happy with and realistic with what the outcome is going to be and what you want the future to hold. And I think if you're hiring someone and they don't have room for growth or they're always just working to build your business, it's not going to be sustainable. So it has to be give and take on both parties for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that you, uh, you speak at colleges and universities from time to time, and you also talk about working with Janine and trying to help her build her business. Do you find that you get a certain sort of fulfillment when you're educating that you kind of still crave, even though you're no longer working technically in education? Yeah, I think a huge part of me misses that education part. Obviously, that's what I went to university for. Um, And that's why I do do a lot of that. Um, I don't always post about it or advertise it, but I actually do that quite a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also do mentor sessions with photographers and that can either be online or in person. And I really like those, but yeah, absolutely. It's even seeing from where Janine started to where she is now. It's like, I'm so proud of her. Like she's, she was always good when she started, but now she's like phenomenal. And that's just so cool to see that trans that transgression because like you think you see it when your own work, but you're so close to it that you're so picky about it. But when you see it in someone else from the beginning to where they are now, it's like a really, a really awesome feeling. Mm-hmm. And I would never want to be that person. Um, if someone had a question or wanted to know something about photography that I withheld something or didn't encourage them to go for it, I would never want to be that person that was like a roadblock for someone else's education or growth. Because when I started Absolutely. There were photographers who asked about locations or how they did something or lit something. They were kind of like weird and like mm-hmm. didn't want to share that. So I feel like uh, because I had to work a little bit harder and get around that kind of stuff, I feel like I'm such an open book with, with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, Dustin, we're kind of running a little bit long on the interview section. Is there one or two more questions you really want to get in before we uh, transition out of this? Yeah. I mean, I want to just jump right into, so you sort of, I mean, you still do the weddings and are killing that, but um, being that this episode is our Valentine's special, first of all, do you guys do Valentine's day in Canada? No, like, no. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, of okay. course we do. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> What's that? Oh, my God. We also I live in igloos. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know what's anymore, like, what's, like, a Hallmark holiday, so to speak, to sell cards and what's, like, a global 
holiday. Hallmark is international, Dustin. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. See, see, there's my ignorance coming out. We're 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 pretty big on like Valentine's Day and like you know Easter, all that stuff, like everything. Yes. You know, <laughs> they're two very different holidays. Two very though, different Easter holidays. Yeah. When you get egg chocolate, when you get heart-shaped chocolate. But either way, you're getting chocolate, so both are okay with me. That's true. Um, So, yeah, I want to dive in deep on the whole boudoir, or as uh, earlier I got made fun of for calling intimate portraits. You can't say you want to go deep on intimate portraits. (laughs) (laughs) As uh, two creepy gentlemen that have never done... uh, intimate portraits hashtag um i'd love to like pick your brain and sort of like see like how is that transition to like hey i want to shoot you but i don't want you to wear clothes like how how did that kind of go i think you always have to be careful how you phrase it because if you tell someone you want to shoot them and not wear their clothes like they're kind of like what like a a craigslist ad right yeah that's a craigslist Craigslist. (laughs) for sure But um, that was also something that I had never intended on photographing. And then I had somebody ask me if they could do that for them. And then when I did that for uh, a friend of a friend, after posting like portraits and everything else online, I became super into it. Like I was, I was really hooked on it. And I think, you know, I know tons of female and male photographers that are just killing it in boudoir and doing such a good job. But a huge reason why, women really love doing it is you can see from the beginning to the end of a session, which I mean, it's only a couple hours. It's not a long time frame of someone get a total confident boost and just like a, to- they totally change their demeanor on how they feel about themselves. And that feeling is like a drug mm. and that's like, it's so addicting. Yeah. And I'm yeah. even like my friends who are, who are males who do photography uh, or, um, boudoir they say the same thing they're like it's incredible to show them something in the back of the camera that's them it's like not a wedding it's not a bunch of other noise or other things they can focus on it's just them in the frame and see them get so confident about how they look like it's so addicting so it's sort of like uh when you're doing like the bridal portraits let's say on a wedding day and like and just making it just a beautiful portrait session about the beauty of the woman totally and think about how you feel when you do a couple of those like portraits of her um in the morning and like the artwork behind that times that by a hundred and that's what boudoir sessions are like so i i really gotcha. think like if people haven't attempted it that they really should just to see if it's a good fit for them and it's so smart it's really great for you as an artist to keep you really challenging yourself and it's really satisfying work but also it's a really great thing to add on for your business because usually boudoir leads into engagements and then weddings. And do you prefer boudoir over weddings? It's hard to say. Uh, I feel like I'll always photograph it. I'm really obsessed with photographing couples right now. Like I really like doing couples, but I'll get, I'll go in stages where I'll be shooting a lot of boudoir or a lot of couples. And then I'll actually crave like a wedding day excitement. But by the end of wedding season, I'm always excited to get back into portrait work. Gotcha. So I, I can't say one over the other. It just depends on the time of year, I guess. How did you make that transition to doing, because uh, I don't feel, at least that I've seen a ton of couples boudoir. Um, 
So is that something you did like a stylized shoot to attract that or someone asked you to do that? Or how did that kind of, you know, evolve? Um, so I was supposed to do a boudoir uh, shoot of a friend and then she was like, oh, I'd love like a couple cute photos of my husband in there too. And just, I made like a Pinterest board of like her session of like what we wanted to create. And then she was like, oh, what about this? And she actually showed me a photo that was just like a, a couple like hanging out in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I love how like realistic and like documentary style that looks. Yeah. So it was kind of like, uh, we came together organically on like wanting to do that. And then once we shot it and of course, because it was my first time doing it, it was like an all day thing and like trying to think, get the groove of it. I was like, okay, I can like package and market this to people because this makes me feel amazing. And I feel like I can offer something really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Is that the uh, session on Instagram with the couple in the kitchen? Is that the, no, that one's new. Like that session was like years ago. Like I started doing couples like three or four years ago. Okay. Yeah. I love that one of the, that one couple you have on Instagram where it's like, I think they're in like a hammock or something. Yeah. The motion in that photo is awesome. Yeah. That was, um, that was a really cool session. Um, I know I don't want to take up too much time, but they were a couple that I met randomly in Vegas and I never thought I would see them again. Um, and then we were able to connect cause I had a shoot in New York and they lived in Brooklyn and we were like, Oh yeah, let's just like play around and do something fun. Cause he had just proposed and it turned into like a really awesome shoot. Like we were like pizza and like <laughs> took our time and like did it right. And it was really cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So have you ever had any like super awkward moments during boudoir? I mean, I know as speaking as a male, I feel like there would just be these like awkward moments. I think that's what stops a lot of people from going into it. No, honestly, like people are always like, have you ever seen a guy get a boner? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I think, like, or that like people always assume like the weirdest things are going to happen. And like, they don't, but the way that I shoot, um, I'm very, like, I pose a lot. Like I'll be like, okay, I don't give a lot of people time to think and get awkward. And I'm talking the whole time. And I think that's a really great thing that people should instill in their shoots. Um, so I'm never just keep like, directing them from place to place so that the guy yeah. doesn't have time to get a boner. So, right. And it's so like mechanical that he doesn't have time to be like, if I'm like, okay, put your hand on her lower back and you're like here and I'm like, okay, great. And then the whole time I'm like, all right, drop your chin. Perfect. Great. Yep. Kiss her there. Perfect. Like it's so like, it's so on point. Like I'm directing the whole time. So I think I started doing that with boudoir cause I didn't want girls to have time to stand there and be so aware that they're like in their undergarments and be like, wondering like, Oh, I wonder if she's thinking, looking at my thighs or I feel so fat or I hate this about my body or start picking apart themselves. If I'm talking the whole time, I don't allow them to think about that stuff. I never would have guessed that you were so hands-on because looking through your photos and this isn't just for the boudoir work, but it's also for the weddings. All of your subjects just look so vulnerable and trusting. And like, I would not have guessed that you were like moving them around and doing so much because they just look so open and like you're just documenting them as they are. Yeah, it's a, I've, like, it's taken a long time, but I, I'm very particular on posing, but making it still look super natural and super genuine. And of course, I set up poses to allow for those little moments to happen. 
I'm obviously like sarcastic. So I'll say things to get them really close and to get a laugh out of them or to get them to relax their shoulders a certain way. So it's always like setting up very mechanical poses to allow for all those moments to happen. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I definitely don't like sit back and just like watch and shoot for sure. Well, you're doing a very good job of it because I would never have guessed that by looking at your stuff. It all looks super natural and un unposed so to speak yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) secrets out secrets out (laughs) as far as boudoir like just last thing just kind of walk me through like a boudoir session with you like as far as like you know client books sends the retainer what happens next um then i send them out like a little info packet of like what to expect how to prepare um, kind of like a rundown of how things will go, because I think people get nervous when they don't know what to expect. And everyone says the scariest moment for a client is showing up at the door with no hair or makeup to a stranger's house. Cause I don't meet clients before. I always meet them at the shoot and then just being like, Hey, like with a bag of lingerie. (laughs) So, so do you, do you provide the lingerie or do you, do they bring it or? No, I don't. Um, but I always give them, uh, like examples of things to bring or things to avoid. So I tell them to avoid like fluorescent pieces or like certain things that, uh, like I don't photograph like handcuffs and like whips and all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever 50 shades comes out, I always get an influx of people who want to do boudoir and ask if they can have those things. And I'm like, no. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I just want I just want to go to your red room. Yeah, the people were like, do you have props? And I was like, define props. No, <laughs> like pillows. Yeah, <laughs> but like I don't have like things. <laughs> like, so do you have like a studio space, or do you, do you? I shoot in my home, so I have like a room that's super plain. And this is what I try to like encourage a lot of people who they like try to put up walls. They say, I don't have a studio. I don't have a space. Like I use a bedroom with one window and I've, you can make it work anywhere. And especially with the trend of like in-home sessions, like you can make a kitchen work. You can make a living room work. Like you, you just have to be creative and think outside of the box. But yeah, they, I just use one room. It's been the same room forever. Unless I'm going to them after they sit in hair makeup for an hour, they get really comfortable because Jana and Steph are amazing. Then we go through their stuff together, their clothing. And we, try to choose like what we think will flatter them the best. So we'll say like, Oh, this sweater flatters your eye color, blah, blah, blah. Another step of like building up their confidence that they're surrounded with girls who like care about how they look. And it's also, I think that's another point. A lot of females in particular are really nervous about what they bring. So sometimes if male boudoir photographers um, work with clients, they ask me like, I'm having a hard time getting comfortable. I think that's a key step that a lot of people avoid is not having hair and makeup and giving them that downtime to like sit and like take it in and get comfortable in an environment. than just showing up and going right into a shoot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think having that downtime, we're all like having lots of time to chat. We're getting to know them why they want to do this. Cause for some people it's for a person, for some people it's a health goal. There's to- there's so many different reasons why they come. And then we do The photo session, um, again, like I'm showing them what's going on behind the camera. So it's very transparent of like what we're doing. And they know the whole time that there's people there who want to give them the best work possible. Like we're all on the same team. We want the best photos. And then we wrap it. And it's always like a positive, awesome way to say goodbye to someone. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. So I want to give the listeners just like a little nugget, a little something to take away that uh, let's let's call it your secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, let's I don't want to give the whole bag away because you've got that workshop coming up. But what what would you say is like the number one thing you use to just like disarm a client and and make them just, you know, completely trust you? Booze. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly think, and there's like, it's a lot of people have asked me this before. I honestly think it's because people can tell that I genuinely care about them when I work with them and that I don't take on projects or photo shoots that I'm not into. I know that sounds like a lame answer, but I do think it comes across in like personality and demeanor a lot. I've been on the opposite side of the lens where it was a photo shoot and I, I could tell it was so like just the person was going through the motions. Okay, let's get this. Let's do this. There was no real investment on their part of like how it turned out for me. Like they wanted nice photos, but what I'm, I'm very particular. I'm making sure that the clients that I work with know that I really care about them and how these turn out and wanting to give them something really special. And I think people's bullshit radar is high. Like they can tell when you don't. I know that's not like a secret sauce, but I think photographers get so caught up in like technical stuff or like worrying about like equipment and they don't realize that when they get off their game, cause they're kind of like flustering with equipment or doing other stuff. Like the whole time that they're doing that, that client is like that the wheels are turning and they're getting nervous and they're like mm-hmm. starting to wonder how things are going. I always tell people like, if you need, if you're struggling with something, take a minute and take a break pretend you have to change your battery pretend you have to like go to the bathroom and just like collect yourself and go back out there and show them that you're like not going to be robotic about the shoot Mm -hmm. um have you and your husband ever done one of those like stylized husband wife boudoir sessions so that you can kind of get a feel for what it's like to be one of your clients we haven't but um i did do boudoir photography for myself to make sure I knew what it felt. And then when I was doing it, I was like, this feels awful. I do this to people. <laughs> I was like, I am so nervous, but it was such a great way for me to really put myself in the minds of clients and being like, okay, this is what like really raw, like insecurity feels like of you like putting it all out there. And I did, I did two sessions and one that was directive and one that was not. And I felt the most insecure, not getting any direction. I felt the most insecure when it was like quiet. And I was like, I felt like I kept being like, is this good? Like, what should I do with my hands? Like I was kind of panicking the whole time and I can see in the result of the photographs, how like, I don't look that awesome, but when directed, totally different, totally different. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be directed in specific poses, but just like when you're chatting the whole time with the artist and you're, and you, and you feel like more comfortable. Yeah. Building that rapport. Yeah. Huge. And always look for people's hands. I think people miss that a lot. If you look at a photo and you're like, why does this look, something's awkward or weird about the photo. It's usually someone's hands. They post everything but their hands. And that's like the most annoying thing for me when I'm shooting a wedding party and all the groomsmen are like, what do I do with my hands? I know. I always tell them, I was like, like, don't do the hands over the crotch. It looks like you have to pee. I'm like, put your hands in your pockets or behind your back. Because if not, they're going to make little mini swords or they're going to make fists for punching or you're going to be covering yourself and you look like you have to pee. So it's always better just to like tuck them away. (laughs) But 
if you're like, if you don't know what to do with hands, then put them on the other person. Do you know what I mean? Like always, yeah. I think hands should always have a role because if there, if there's one thing, I know so many amazing photographers, but a big reason why it's lacking in emotion is because they'll go and pose their faces or pose something, but not the hands. Like just that little yeah. suggestion of being like, great, put your hand on her back, takes it away from it being like kind of a lifeless photo for me. I feel like I'm always looking at hands and photos. Yeah, or you just bring a bone saw and you just remove the hands. Yeah, it's, one, one I don't know. I just don't want to see dead hands. Yeah, just so you get the rid of them. Yeah. It's not going to help with dead hands. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so we're going to move on now. We're going to play a little game. This will help you guys Uh-oh. loosen up before we get to some questions because the questions are kind of sometimes weird and I just want to make sure you guys are in like a joking mood before we get there. So this game... Uh, we're going to transition from special sauce and everything that happened after it to Taco Bell fire sauce. Oh, Are you okay. familiar with Taco Bell? We don't have oh. that. But you know what the restaurant is? I'm kidding. We have Taco Bell. <laughs> I, I'm not falling for anything. Got me. Got Could me. you imagine if nothing. we didn't have Valentine's Day or Taco Bell? <laughs> Why would I people live? This game would have been a huge <laughs> flop if you didn't have either. <laughs> people are People are just like, you know, Donald Trump, I will leave this country because of him and sacrifice Taco Bell and Valentine's Day. <laughs> I think a lot of people would still leave. <laughs> I don't know. Taco Bell is so good. I know. That's, that's a hard one. <laughs> Especially now that you're vegetarian. They don't have a lot of options there, do they? I know. There are, there, like, yeah. there's still options, but it's not as awesome. I, w- I will admit that. I, I'm pretty sure that you can have a ground beef taco from Taco Bell and it's still vegetarian at this point. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not even ground beef. It's probably right. cardboard it, or something. It's it's so far removed that I think the USDA doesn't even include it as like a meat yeah. product. Yeah, <laughs> it's something else for sure. Yeah, so I think you're good there. Okay. Since the 1990s, Neko, the company that makes the candy hearts, the conversation hearts, They've been changing up the sayings. And since I was in college so many years ago, Taco Bell has been changing up with their sauce packets, say. So in the game that we're going to play right now, it's going to be candy hearts versus fire sauce. And you have to tell me if the quote I read off to you comes from a Neko candy heart or from a Taco Bell sauce packet. Oh, okay. So we're one round, 10, 10 questions for each one of you. And then we're going to do a bonus round. And the bonus round is called Bullshit or Both. And in the bonus round, you have to tell me if I made something up or if it's on both <laughs> the fire sauce and the candy hearts. Okay. <laughs> Probably should ask if you're okay with cussing before this. I'm sorry. I think I've already dropped a couple swears before this. So. Awesome. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start with Dustin, and I'm just going to go back and forth. Um, I'm going to ask him a question first. And... Um, if he gets it right, he gets a point. If you get yours right, you get a point. And at the end, uh, when we go to the bonus round, it's just going to be whoever yells at me first, the right answer, will get two points. Now it's time for Fire Sauce versus Candy Arts. All right. The first saying we have is, let's do lunch. Oh, man. that's That could go either way. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Taco Bell sauce. Oh, Dustin, I'm sorry, but you are incorrect. That is oh, loser. No, <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> All 
All right, Nicole. Please don't next... edit me to sound dumb now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, Dustin's not in control of the editing. That's okay. me. So okay. you're going to sound great. I'll edit Dustin to sound dumb. Don't worry about that. It's not. It's not a self-esteem booster on my end. <laughs> so Nicole, your first yes. one. Make a wish. Mm, candy heart. Oh, I'm sorry. That is Taco Bell. What? Yeah. I'm actually shocked about that. I deliberately picked the ones that felt like they could go either way. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Dustin, this one's up to you. And Mm -hmm. this is mostly letters. I am a hot T R U. I'm going to go candy heart. Dustin, that's Taco Bell. What? (laughs) I thought for sure that was candy heart. Oh, I'm also, a miss. I don't think we have these Taco Bell sauces in Canada, so I'm at a disadvantage. I've never heard and of I, these. <laughs> and I don't eat Taco Bell sauce on my tacos because they're already so, so delicious. Saucy. Yeah, party. right. We're at a disadvantage in this game. <laughs> All right. Nicole, this one's up to you. Okay. Top Chef. It just says Top Chef. That's all. Candy Heart. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Uh, that was 100% a guess. <laughs> I had no knowledge of that. <laughs> the top chef was on a Candy Heart or a Taco Bell. What was the answer? Candy, candy heart. heart. Candy Heart. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> All right, Dustin, this one's up to you. We okay. meet again. Uh, I'm going to go... So my, my strategy was if I just said candy heart for all of them, the odds would be in my favor that eventually I would land one. So I'm going to go candy heart. That's, that's incorrect. Uh, I feel for you. It doesn't feel good to lose. Okay, Nicole, this one's up to you. Okay. Best wingman ever. I want to say candy heart, but wings make me think of like real food. <laughs> Which aren't served at Taco Bell. <laughs> Good answer. Candy heart. Oh, that was Taco Bell. Oh, damn you, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> Threw you off there. <laughs> I was set up. <laughs> I have to play a little defense here. That's fair. That's fair. It's smart. Just... I did so say loser. That's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I like the competitive spirit. Yeah. Dustin, this one's up to you. Don't wait up. Don't wait up. I'm, I'm going to go Taco Bell. Dustin gets a point on the scoreboard. Oh. Bones. I would have said up. Candy Heart for that one, too. Yeah. I'm just going to go against what I would have said. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to play this <laughs> I'm going to be the opposite of who I am as a person and see if that starts working. <laughs> All right, Nicole. This next one. It just says, tweet me. Candy Heart. That is correct. Nice. I have ate one of those. I did know that answer. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin, this next one is for you. Ta-da. I'm sorry. Ta-da. There we go. There we go. That's better. Gonna go candy. Nope. Taco Bell. No, you already answered. You cannot change your response halfway through. I didn't finish the response. I'm going to have to cover my camera so you can't see my face. Uh, I'm going to reluctantly give that one to you. Oh, so I see how it is. You can cheat in the States. Yeah, I got it. 
All right, so this next one's for you, Nicole. Okay. And it's all mine. Candy Heart. That is correct. Whoop, whoop. Gotta keep that lead over the cheater. Jeez. Yeah, over I know. I've been, I've not been cheating. All right, Dustin, this next one is for you, Hot Stuff. Oh, that could go either way. So I feel like, so yeah, what is the rules on if it's actually on a Candy Heart and a Taco Bell sauce packet? Uh, none of those are in this section. That section comes later at the end, the bonus round. So you're telling me that Hot Stuff, it does not fall on any Candy Heart ever made or we're gonna go Taco Bell. What's your answer? Candy Heart. That is correct. <laughs> oh. Uh, hot stuff does occur on Taco Bell sauce packets, but it's in much longer sentences. Mm. So it's always Trickery. Like getting into semantics. See how specific we're getting, Steven. I went to websites to find the actual saying, so I had He's real like, stuff to He's like, I've been working on this for weeks. Yes. <laughs> His house is littered in hot sauce packets and candy hearts. <laughs> I told You're my wife Jen last night, we played through it, and I was like, this is the most nervous I've been for anything we've ever done on the podcast. <laughs> she comes home and you just have a bunch of Taco Bell and candy hearts. You're like, it's for work. <laughs> research, honey, research. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only up 20 pounds, though, so I, I feel pretty good. <laughs> So, this next one's for you, Nicole. Okay. My treat. My treat. Candy heart. That is correct. Yes. I feel like I'm winning. Am I winning? You are up by one point right now. Nice. So, what is that, like, <laughs> six to five? It's four to three. <laughs> Dustin, this next one is for you. Be gentle. Be gentle. Taco Bell. That is correct. Oh, just like that, it's tied up. Yeah, that's uh, sounds wrong. That's Taco Bell. Mm. <laughs> I don't that's know why I guessed that. it. <laughs> All right, Nicole, this next one's for you. Okay. Spice it up. Spice it up. Taco Bell. Oh, that's a candy heart. What? Now it's really tied for real because Dustin did go first. All right, Dustin, this one's up for you. You're buying. Candy heart. Oh, I'm sorry, Dustin. That is incorrect. Ooh. Nicole, this one's for you. Yum, yum. Candy heart. That is correct. Ooh. Back in the lead. I've seen that one. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, melt my heart emoji. Like an actual heart emoji, not the words heart emoji. Oh, that's too easy. I'm going to say Candy Heart. That is correct. Boom. Nicole, yours is Pick Me, Pick Me, Pick Me. Taco Bell? That is correct. It's way too long to be on a heart. heart. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin, yours is Go Home. Candy Heart. That is correct. Again, so easy. Mm, mm, It's tied mm, up now, mm, Nicole. This one's going to be real tough. Okay. You had me at taco. <laughs> Can I call a lifeline? <laughs> yes, you may. You want to call uh, a Taco Bell near you right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, can I order this sauce specifically? <laughs> yeah, Taco Bell. Absolutely. Excellent. That Nicole in the lead at seven points, Dustin trailing at six points. You guys ready for the bonus round? Yes. I was born for the bonus round. I'm going to read something off. You guys just yell back at me the answer as fast as possible. Okay. And it's th- 
two options you have are bullshit or both. Okay. You guys ready? The first one, mm-hmm. hot in here. Both? Both. Oh, you're both incorrect. <laughs> That's actually a Nelly song, so. Oh, shit. <laughs> so wait, just, just for the record, who's winning currently? Nicole is winning. Me. Oh, damn. The next, uh, the next one I have for you, holler back. Both. Both. That's also bullshit, guys. Come on. <laughs> I want to see what type of hearts you're buying. One more, on this, one more in this bonus round. Marry me. Both. Both. Oh, I'm going to have to give that to Nicole because she answered first, and yeah. that is correct. <laughs> Nicole wins. I'll let her have it. So Thanks. that means final score, Nicole, nine points, Dustin, only six points. So your your heart-shaped Taco Bell sauce plaque is uh, will be in the mail. I'm going to add it to my awards on my website. <laughs> <laughs> Winner of the Candy Wait. Hearts vs. Fire Sauce game. <laughs> the first annual wedding photo hangover Taco Bell Hearts Fire Sauce Champion 2017. 2019. So, 18. 18. Oh my gosh, we're both wrong. <laughs> 18. 18. Nicole, do you have time to answer maybe just like one or two questions? These are all from Facebook groups or Yahoo answers. Yeah, for sure. From Craigslist. <laughs> from Craigslist. Let's do some QA. What? What's Steve? This is an anonymous person from Yahoo Answers, and they asked, "Can you send boudoir photos to Walmart?" I mean, like I'm sure you can. Uh, there's a couple reasons why I wouldn't. One, you don't know who's looking at those photos, so you know, Gary behind the counter might be getting his jollies off looking at you. Um, <laughs> I'm always worried about Gary. Oh, Gary! It's always a Gary. Um, so, to all our listeners out there named Gary, we apologize, <laughs> but we know you're a dirty pervert. But we know this question was from you. <laughs> No, but so I have clients ask me this too because they've asked about the same with Walmart, London Drugs. Apparently in the fine print, this is what I've been told, that they can have rights to your photos mm-hmm. because you are using them as a service. So it's always just best practice to go to a professional lab where they're going to treat it as professional artwork. Um, not only for like proper color calibration and like all the other technical stuff, but for professionalism too. And stay away from a lab called like Gary's Lab. Yeah, you're not like okay. Gary isn't looking at it. <laughs> Making a couple extra copies, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's possible. How do you not know? Oh, Gary. <laughs> so, next question. From, from Craigslist in Indianapolis. Can't wait for I'm this 30, one. <laughs> I'm 30 years old, breaking into comedy and podcasting. I know it's crazy but I'm wanting to get some funny boudoir photos done. I'm a fat dude, but recently started living a healthy lifestyle. Unfortunately, as crazy as it sounds, the weight is coming off faster than I thought, so I need to get these boudoir photos done ASAP. Most places I look are just horny dudes down on their luck, but I'm a completely normal guy, depending on who you ask. So if there's anyone out there that would like to help me get this done, I need some cool ideas for funny poses. I thought for sure you made this up, and but you actually did link to the Craigslist post. <laughs> there's, there's so I much. I think when it's a guy this. asking and it's just a guy wanting himself, it's like doudoir. It's not boudoir yeah. anymore. <laughs> it's doudoir. Um, so I like. I think if you shoot fitness, 
I know a lot of photographers who do like solo guys and do like that. I, I don't ever do solo guys without a girl. I've never, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've had like male portraits, but not guys who wanted, um, like act like not funny. Cause I don't like to shoot like funny work. I would say like, um, <laughs> very serious, so, like, I'm very serious, clearly the wrong artist, even though I'm like an idiot in real life, I'm like the wrong artist for him. But I think like there are a lot of people who do photograph guys on their own because it's like more like fitness oriented or like headshot kind of style. But I do know people who do both for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if he's asking for poses or like, He's not really asking for poses, but I felt like that was implied in the question was he needed some ideas for poses. That would I think be he should just funny. look at what girls are doing and do the exact same pose, especially <laughs> if he wants it to be funny. That's good. Right. That's good. Just like, and put like side by sides of what he's like trying to accomplish or imitate. <laughs> do, you, do you have uh, like a Pinterest board that you send to your clients to help them? like start pre-visualizing poses or you, do you like them to come in completely blind? I like to, them to come in like as a blank slate, but then I, I always wrap the shoot and say, was there anything you had in mind or anything that you wanted to try to photograph? Cause I, I would hate for someone to leave and like have an image or a, a vision in their head of what they wanted and not achieve that. So I do my best as an artist to make a completely like, original authentic shoot for them. So I'm not looking off anything else, but then if they want to show me something, I'm like, yeah, I want to try this. Then obviously we add that in to it too. I only ask clients if it's not specifically boudoir and it's like portrait work, but they're a little bit uh, giving me mixed messages on what they want out of the shoot. Then I'll ask them to create a board so I can see what they're trying to say. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But I don't like to like look off. I don't, I don't always want a Pinterest board from clients. I feel like that like gets in my head too much. Gotcha. But you know what I mean? If they're like, I want this, but maybe this, then you're like, can you show me examples of what you're talking about? So like you're on the same page. Especially when it comes to weddings. Yeah. I don't want to see a board for a wedding. Yeah. They're like sending you someone's the best work on the best day in the best light. Yeah. When someone sends you a photo and they're like, I just really like how this one looks. And it's like palm trees and like a cliff at like perfect timing oh, of yeah. day lighting. And then they're like, but I'm getting married in this dark church with fluorescent lighting you're like mm. yep we had a bride send us all these coastal like california photos and mountaintop photos and they're getting married here in indiana and i'm like uh i don't think i can make you look like you're on a mountain <laughs> you just have to get a bulldozer build a mountain right outside of fort wayne People are like, you can't Photoshop that in. <laughs> I mean, I always say, so we have a package. It's called the mountain building package and we bring in an excavation company and yeah. Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> uh, absolutely. I do. I do absolutely. have people send me like inspiration photos and I'm like, well, you have to consider that that's like clearly in Italy <laughs> and you're getting married in the prairies. <laughs> like. Sometimes you have to call it out and be like, uh, well, but. So do you guys, do you have time for one last Yahoo answer? Yeah. Because I feel like this one's really going to shine some light. Um, okay. This is another anonymous person. So let's just call him Gary, I guess. <laughs> Gary says, should my wife apologize for a boudoir photo session? Here's a brief summary. Gary's wife gave him a boudoir album for their 20th anniversary, and he was mad. The photographer that took the photos was male. He threw the $400 album away because it reminds him that another man saw her naked. And also, 
he doesn't think she can show naked pictures of herself to anyone else anyway. He thinks his wife should apologize to relieve the strain that's been introduced to their marriage. But for some reason, his wife thinks that he should apologize? I mean, that's what you call an all-around shitty situation. (laughs) (laughs) But I also think... I think that speaks a lot to like people's confidence in their marriage or in their partner. Mm -hmm. If I were to like, when I had photos done of my session, um, it was by my wedding photographer who was a male and we had rented a flat in San Francisco. And my husband was like in the living room, like with one of our friends who was at the wedding and like, they were Mm -hmm. just like hanging out because he understands like he, he's a tattoo artist. So he's, he's like in art world, but he understands it's about artwork and it's, and it's like a professional thing it's not about like sex or like something Mm -hmm. wrong happening but I think you know we've been together for 12 plus years and like we're confident in like our relationship and stuff like that so there's no like jealousy or weird issues there but I think if there's even like a sliver of that I could see why that could be a thing for couples for sure there is like in my searches on yahoo a myriad of people asking a variation of this exact same question. No way. And it way. was always, always about a male photographer. It was never a female photographer. Interesting. I do, I do think a lot of people can get in their heads about it, whether male or female should be doing this. But I just, personally, I know so many incredible male photographers who do such a good service to this, to this area that I would hate to think that people can't trust that it can't be about the artwork. For sure, there's always going to be a couple of Garys that, like, fuck it up for everybody else. <laughs> for sure, right? And those are the stories that people are going to share. But I think, um, I think the name of this episode is going to be fucking Gary. Fucking Gary, right? <laughs> but unfortunately, like, it's, it's the same thing, right? There's always going to be that one person that ruins it for someone else. But I would hope that if you are a male and you're listening and you're interested in photographing boudoir, that that doesn't stop you from trying or just seeing if it is for you. Because it is, like, a really incredible thing to photograph unless your name's gary. unless you're gary just avoid it <laughs> just can't be trusted oh you can't God. be trusted <laughs> i think you're going to notice the name gary go down in uh popularity <laughs> among people's children's choices i wish i had that much power <laughs> oh yeah. we, uh, we're we gonna get like, an email that's like i'm sorry guys but I named my children Gary 1, Gary 2, Gary 3, and Gary 4. <laughs> and since listening to your episode, now all four of my Garys feel bad about themselves. <laughs> are my Garys perverts? <laughs> yes, yes, they are. <laughs> You're like, probably. <laughs> I will say I do know a couple of lovely Garys. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to learn personally a little bit more about this Kindle workshop that you're putting on uh, later this spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm teaming up with Ange McCab from Myrtle and Moss. Um, she's a brilliant photographer from Victoria, BC. I've been following her work forever. Um, and we met when I was speaking at a conference in Portland and we jived really well together and our personalities like are like sarcastic humor is so on point that I was like, are we related? <laughs> like I'm a little concerned. <laughs> I think, uh, I want it. I I've been wanting to put on a workshop for a long time. I've been asked to by a lot of people for a long time, but, um, I wanted to make sure if I was going to do it, I was going to do it right. So I knew teaming up with her, who's been educating other photographers for years was like a really 
smart move for me. So we've created this two-day uh, workshop where it's full education all uh, during the day. And then we have three stylized shoots with some of the most amazing vendors in Victoria. For people who are either they're brand new or they're seasoned and they want to jazz up their portfolio, we have an engagement-styled uh, shoot um, at sunset on the first night. And then the next day, we're doing a styled couples shoot, like a boudoir kind of shoot, because a lot of people want to get into it but want need the portfolio to do so. And then with that same couple, we're going to photograph them as they're doing like a vow renewal or like a wedding shoot. Not only will attendees get like two full days of education, but they'll get a very dynamic range of portfolio of engagement, couples, boudoir, wedding work in there. And we're also going to set up like details, like calligraphy and like whatnot, so that it's actually like a full portfolio for them. But yeah, this is happening April 19th and 20th in Victoria, BC, Canada. We have a handful of spots left. And if people want to read up more on it, the website, uh, and it's linked in my bio and in her bio on our Instagram, but it's uh, www.kindle or thekindleworkshop.com. Fantastic. And um, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. This has been fantastic. <laughs> hey there. Hey there, Blanche. <laughs> See what I mean? She lays above my computer while I work and just like... See, but you saw her like head coming towards you. Steve and I saw the beautiful rear end mm. of Blanche there. She's perfect all the way around. You know what I'm saying? All the all way, way around. around. <laughs> she get her some Taco Bell hot sauce packets yeah. to play with. <laughs> Where can people go to find out more about you? So my website is www.nicoleashley.ca. And then obviously I'm very active on social media, more so Instagram than Facebook. But my Instagram handle is just Nicole Ashley. Pretty easy. It's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. Easy to A lot find. of underscores and numbers. Yeah. I feel so bad for people that want to get their name, but have to have like six underscores and like a bunch of letters. I don't know how I got lucky. I just did. Yeah. yeah. You're the only Nicole Ashley in the entire world. Obviously. Actually, I'm not. I did a random like Google search the other day. There's a lot of strippers with that name. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that got out. You're I'm the, the one, one. You know what? I got out. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> that would be such a fun like personal project to like go photograph all the Nicole Ashleys that you can find. I think it's a lot of like strippers and hookers. I don't know why. It's just like that name. <laughs> <laughs> sucks. That's their pseudonym, pseudonym. Yeah. And it's actually so, like, my full name is Nicole Ashley Squires. But when I started the company, I knew that I would get married one day and that my last name, like my maiden name, would change. So I didn't want mm -hmm. to rebrand everything. So I just chose my first and my middle name. So I didn't have to. So do you get annoyed when, like, people that know you or see you because you're so famous um, are like, Oh my gosh, Nicole Ashley. Like, do people start like calling you that? My friends will do it to be dicks. Like they'll be like, Oh, Nicole <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> but no, I don't like, I mean, if anyone's ever like coming up to you in a flattery way and being like, Hey, I like your work. Like, I don't know. They can call me whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if my friends just want to like be funny then they're like, Oh, Hey, Nicole Ashley. It sounds like super lame to say it. the full thing. Yeah. I have a friend who she did the same thing. She started her business and she called her business Morgan Ruth Photography. She did that and she gets so annoyed. She said when any like people assume that her last name is Ruth. It's very biblical sounding. 
It is. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it'd be really, it's like hard. You have to work hard to offend me. So like, if I don't know, like half the time people fuck it up completely and they're just like, Hey Ashley. I'm like, no, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> This has been fantastic. So thankful that you were able to join us today and uh, drop some Valentine's boudoir knowledge bombs on us. Um, Do you guys have big plans for Valentine's Day? No. As a joke for the last three years, um, because we have a couple of our friends who are like single in our friend circle, we've been going to 50 shades like together and we all go to the movie and do like VIP and get a little drunk and like laugh at it. (laughs) Cause it's such a terrible movie, but this year I'm doing that cleanse starting on Monday. So we're doing Valentine's day early and going on Sunday. (laughs) So so you're getting like drunk going to see 50 shades and then you're like, not going to eat or drink anything for eight weeks. Yeah. It's going to be really great. <laughs> I'm going oh out with goodness. a bang. Literally yeah. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's been fun. And uh, we, we, will shoot, <laughs> we will shoot you over a link and I'm sure we'll uh, get you back on here again uh, real soon. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for imparting some wisdom on us today and, letting us know how uh, boudoir works no problem anytime i don't know i feel like i wouldn't be able to trust a lot of jerry's either i feel i know gary's and jerry's but i mean just in general you know (laughs) wedding photo hangover is edited by steve van elk from bespoke tone You can hit up Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, or audio editing needs.